Welcome to the Burn Bright Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping big-hearted, creative women battle burnout and live happy, healthy, vibrant lives. I'm Kellyanne, a fellow big-hearted creative, a licensed therapist, and a proud, quirky millennial. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to 2021. Uh, we are back from a short hiatus where I just took the time to decompress and think about next year, and it has been eventful in the world. <laughs> since then. Um, But I'm happy to be back and happy to have you all back with me listening. Of course, I start out the podcast now by just telling you ways to support it. And that is by liking it on social media, sharing the podcast with people you know, if you think there's people who could benefit from what we talk about, the inspirational stories of other women and men on the podcast, as well as just self-care and burnout tips. Share this podcast far and wide. It would be greatly appreciated. You can rate and review the podcast. Also, particularly if you have Apple Podcasts, just go to the bottom, scroll, click five stars. That lights me up and makes me so happy to see the the response. And leave a little review about what you love about the podcast, what episodes you've liked, or what you'd like to hear more of. And last but not least, if you want to support the, the podcast for the small price of what a coffee cost these days, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash burnbright. So let's get started today. Today is a solo episode. It's just me. And I wanted to talk about basically lessons learned from the year. We had a podcast episode with Jenna Shellman about that just a few weeks ago. Go ahead and check that out. But lessons that we've learned from the year and also do a couple exercises about intention setting, goal planning, having a word of the year, and and what our kind of goals are for 2021. And for me, a lot of what is anchored in the podcast is around quotes. As you know, I am a huge quote person and I live my life by them. And so a lot of the things that I want to guide and ground into today is this amazing question that is asked by Mary Oliver in her poem, The Summer Day. And I've shouted this out many times if you've been following the podcast. And that's thanks to Amanda Haupt, who is also a guest in the podcast, and that was her favorite quote. And I thought today we could talk about that as a framing for 2021 by challenging you to ask the question that is in the last lines of this poem that says, tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? I just love that quote. And that's what I want to talk about today. What do you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? And I think that's a better question than somebody asking, what's your new year's resolution? I don't think those are great. I'm not opposed to people who want to make them, but I don't necessarily feel you need to make a resolution to make the changes in your life and to take stock of your life and to figure out what you want to do. And I'd rather ask the question, what do you plan to do with your one wild and precious life as a catalyst and as a push for you to think big this year, dream big, live bigger in 2021 than you did in 2020. And that may be in a variety of ways. I'm not here to label that. That's up to you to decide what works and what won't work and what you want to grow into and what you don't. But I do want to talk a little bit about as we talk today, what that quote means to me 
and how I am going to answer that question about what I'm going to do with my one wild and precious life in 2021. And hopefully what I say will encourage you to kind of think about what you want to do with your, your life. And so one of the things to talk about today is, again, the lessons that we've learned from 2020. So I want to talk a little bit about that. I feel like we've learned three lessons, or at least I have learned three lessons from the year. And I kind of feel like the lessons that I've learned have really kind of set me up for this year's goals and what I want to do a little bit different. And the first thing that I think I learned from 2020, and I feel like so many people around me have, is to take nothing for granted. And that is in a host of areas. Don't take time for granted. I think this year painfully taught me that a lot of the things I've put off in my life and I was waiting for didn't happen because I thought, well, there'll be more time to do it or I'll push it off and wait a little longer. And then by March of the year, I realized uh, all those things were not going to happen because of coronavirus and because of all the other things happening in the world right now. And that time slipped away from me. And I think that if I would have taken better advantage and done what I wanted to do right in the moment versus waiting, it things would have been a little different for me. And so I really do think that taking nothing for granted includes taking time. The second thing under take nothing for granted that I learned is with people. I We all kind of assumed this year that we would get to talk to people and spend time and travel and catch up with our friends and family and the people we love. And all of a sudden we found ourselves in the midst of this pandemic and we couldn't connect like we used to. And it forced us in some positive ways to be creative and also forced us to think about the people that really matter to us and maybe let go of the ones who don't or who don't serve their purpose. Their purpose has been served in our lives. And I think that taking nothing for granted for me means taking advantage of the people in my life, the friends I've made. I made some phenomenal friends this year that I really want to hold on to and also appreciate my family and appreciate the people in my life who have brought value and let go of petty squabbles and let go of petty people or people in my life who aren't serving me and I'm not serving them. So that is two ways that I kind of learned not to take anything from granted. The second thing that I learned in 2020, which was the lesson of owning your own power. I can't stress this enough, and we'll be talking about it more, I think, this year as I have guests come on and talk about it. But I did a podcast episode last season. It was kind of the season finale on imposter syndrome and what it's like to be successful as a black woman and the ways that I think women in general doubt themselves, doubt their abilities. And I really want to be better in 2021 and certainly value myself a lot more and own my power. I think in 2020, I really came into myself even more than I have in the past and really have owned my skills and what I can do. And that nagging imposter syndrome that I think so many of us are at times crippled with, I really learned to kind of face it head on with myself as I did things I didn't think I could do, particularly professionally in 2020. 
but stood in rooms and places and spaces that I didn't think were welcoming of me or I kind of pinched myself like, how did I get here? And really get better at owning that I belong, owning that I can create space for myself even in spaces or places that aren't really welcoming and that I have something to contribute. And I want everyone to kind of, if that's one goal I can make for everybody here is to really tackle that. Whatever it is you want to do, if you're a writer and you're doubting yourself, if you are in a corporate job and you want a promotion or a raise and you know you can do more than you're doing, if you're a mom and you want to expand you know, the time with your children and you're worried that you're not maybe doing the best you can as a parent, I definitely feel your pain. I can and sympathize and empathize, and I want you to also know that it is time to own who you are and to accept the power that you hold and wield it in the best way possible and feel good about yourself. And so that was a lesson that I learned in 2020. And the last lesson that I learned, and it kind of goes into my goals as we talk about intention setting versus resolutions today, is all about I I want to have more fun in 2021. And I learned that 2020 was such a hard year and I would never have survived it if I didn't have great people around me, but also great senses of a great sense of humor and people around me who laughed a lot. There is no better medicine to cope with the pain of life and there will always be painful moments than being able to laugh and enjoy and talk with people and bring some kind of levity to otherwise painful moments in in the year. And as painful as 2020 was, and there was a lot of good things that happened too, you know, there's a lot of good things that happened as well. As painful as that was, I couldn't have gotten through it if I didn't have a sense of humor. And so I want to take the lesson of 2020 and, and having fun and inject more fun in my life. But a specific type of fun, I really want to have whimsy. I want to have a life of whimsy and inject more whimsy into my days and really get back in touch with creativity. And whimsy is this version of just being fanciful and and kind of romantic almost. It's playful, quaint behavior, and it's just perfect for me. Like when you think of something that's whimsical or whimsy, it's light. There's a lightness to a life of whimsy. And I want to have more of that in my life. As a child, I consider myself very whimsical. I was always daydreaming and thinking about the next thing and reading all these books and having all these mental adventures with the characters. And that lightness of being, that fun, that gentleness, because it really is a gentle, playful way of being, I want to make sure I inject into my 2021 and that I become lighter and more whimsical in the way I meet, the way I greet people, the way I I make plans, the way I goal set. I want to inject whimsy into that. And so when you ask me, what do I want to do with my one wild and precious life? I want it to be filled with whimsy and creativity and love. And so that 
those are the kinds of lessons I learned from 2020 that I want to bring with me into 2021. And so what about you? How can you start and plan your 2021? First of all, what lessons have you learned? And so today I I said in the last podcast episode to bring a pen and paper because we're going to just jot down some things and some suggestions. If you're sitting here wanting to figure out what do I do for the year? What are my goals? What do I what do I want out of 2021? How do I make sure I don't get off course? I have some suggestions of some questions and some quick exercises that may help you plan your year out. And these are the things that I've done for myself. So I do them for my, I wouldn't recommend them if I didn't do them for me. And one of them is like setting your intentions for the year versus resolutions. I don't do resolutions. I do intention setting. What do I want to bring into the year? And you kind of heard me say some of it and you'll hear some of the, the goals that I have really aligning with the words whimsy and creativity, but really what are my intentions? When I think about 2021 and I think about where my life is currently and where I want it to be, what intention am I setting? Versus a resolution of, I will lose 10 pounds. I will make this much money. I will go to the gym every day. I will give up alcohol. Those are things that there's nothing wrong with having those as goals, but intention setting is much more broad. And as a result of that, they're much more achievable and they're more like guideposts of how you want your life to go or your year to go, whatever intention you're setting. And so when we think about intention setting, it's like, what do you want this year to be about? And who do you want to be in this year? You know, I have the, my intentions are to be in a spirit of gratitude, to be generous, to be generous and to have this lightness of being. That's the intention I set for 2021. I want to be generous, grateful, and light. And so what are the things that you want to bring into this year, you know, not just one, you want to write down the lessons you've learned, but based upon the lessons you learned, what are the intentions that you have for 2021? Write them down, think about them, think about just intention setting, like what is my intention? What energy do I want to put into this year? When it comes to goal planning, you know, you take your intentions and you build goals around them. You know, if I want to be grateful and generous and light, then how do I do that? Do I do do I start a gratitude journal and do I write down even just in my little phone or in a planner what five things I'm grateful for every day before I go to bed or when I first wake up in the morning what I'm grateful for that's on top of mind that can be a goal to go with your intention if I want to be generous what am I doing to be generous can I donate time at a food bank or donate to a religious organization or get involved and just make more time for people. There's some things that we go above and beyond. We think we need to donate this much to charity or or give this much or give of our time in some grand gesture. But generosity can simply mean that we're going to make time for the people we love. We're going to be generous with the people we love by making sure it's a priority that we check in with friends. Sometimes generosity is as simple as letting go of petty grudges and learning to be generous, even if we feel wronged by someone, that if the wrong that they've done isn't life altering, that can we be generous in spirit and 
let go of it. Reach out and say hello and make time to connect with people. That's a goal. Like I will set aside this much time to connect with my family or connect with my best friend. I will institute virtual happy hours. I will donate to charity. Those are goals based upon your intention, the intention that I have of generosity. And then last but not least, if I want to be light and whimsical, what are ways I can do that? And the goal can be as simple as writing more, being out in nature more, reading, you know, something, reading romance novels or something, you know, I think to myself, when I think of whimsy, I think of like Victorian. It can, it's light. It's, I think about reading more and reading Jane Austen and watching more fun movies that embrace that spirit. I think about writing and connecting with people and maybe joining a club where I challenge myself to be more creative and write and write in the genre of that. Something along that lines. Being light can also mean injecting gentleness into my day. Whimsy is a really kind of gentle playfulness. So making sure to not take things too serious, to maybe meditate every day so that I can retain the lightness that I need. That's how you goal set based upon your intention setting. So once you've set your attention, what are kind of three goals that you can make out of your intention? And how can you really make it go from this broad idea to something really concrete that you could actually do? And again, you're starting to see this is different than resolution setting, right? There's much more thought sometimes that goes into it, into intention setting, and then goal planning comes from your intention. I also like another thing that I do is I like a word of the year and having that word kind of grounds you into who you are, what you want to do, things of that nature. And so having a word of the year really is like a touchstone and a friend of mine and I do this and she's one who's inspired me as she picks a word of the year And so I like to do that too. I like to have a word that kind of encapsulates what I want my year to be about. And no shock of all, whimsy is going to be my year. I want a year of whimsy. That's my word of the year. And if that means I want to be whimsical, it means I want to be playful more. I want to be light. And being light means that I'm going to try not to get into petty arguments and grudges. I'm going to try to, you know, you know, holster my sarcasm a little bit, although I'm so proud of my sarcasm, I can't even tell you. But I want to learn to kind of know when to get it out there and not to let it be bitterness. That it's it's okay to be sarcastic, but not to be bitter. And if I want to be, a, if I want a year of whimsy, that has to be a year of gentle playfulness. And you can't be embittered and gentle and playful and light. Those two things don't coexist. So what's your word of the year? So again, on this sheet of paper, you want to have an intention. You want to have three goals based upon your intention. And then you might have a word of the year. Maybe it's compassion or generosity or honesty, a year of honesty, a year of empowerment, where you're going to push yourself forward to reach for goals, to speak up for yourself, whether it be in love or in life with your family, however you want to do that. But what's your word of the year? That also helps you set goals based upon your word of the year. If I need to be light, if I want to be whimsical, then I need to 
get rid of some of my baggage. So goal planning for that could also be that I do some kind of a habit tracker where I do my gratitude journal and I really challenge my thoughts. I go to therapy, whatever that may be. Those things are very helpful. A word of the year, an intention really goes well to help you make really clear cut goals. And those are the kinds of things that hopefully help you plan your year out. They're not everything. There's amazing journals that will also help you plan your year, your four years, your five years, your 10. I, as you all know, when I, on the episode of Authentic Productivity that I did for the podcast, I'm not one to kind of plan huge and huge amounts of increments. I like to do extremes, really short-term planning, 90 days, and then big extremes. Like when I'm, you know, 50 what do I want to look back and say about my life and my accomplishments? I don't, I get a little too anxious when I plan for a year because as this year taught us, things tend to go out the window pretty quickly and pretty fast and I don't want to ever be discouraged or overwhelmed. But that doesn't mean that you can't do that if it works for you. A journal that I really love is Hillary Rushford's Elegant Excellence journal. It's incredible. It really has you do a wellness wheel and it really makes you take huge stock of your life and and predict what you want for your future. So I definitely am not opposed to digging deeper, but these are just a few kind of outline ideas of how to shape your year up, how to cast a vision. We'll also be having in the podcast someone who's a vision board expert in the coming weeks in January. So hold tight for that episode because I'm excited to bring it to you. And I think that will be helpful too if you're a vision boarder. We'll also talk about in the month of January how to anchor into a vision and how to creatively represent that and how to think about vision boarding in a way you've probably never thought of before. So stay tuned for that. But for now, it is all about intention setting versus resolutions coming up with a goal, and having your word of the year. And so what is it going to be? What are you going to do with your one wild and precious life? It has value. It is really now or never. And the things that are holding you back are only holding you back in your mind. And that there's a way to work around it. And because life is precious and because it can be wild, it begs the question about how are you going to tackle it and how are you going to face it in a way that is meaningful to you? And I hope my hope for everybody is that they meet this year from wherever they are and wherever you may be, may be challenging. You may have had so much loss or so much pain. I still want you to meet the year answering that question of what you're going to do with your one wild and precious life and that you treat yourself as precious and you be gentle, but you also treat yourself and you treat life as wild in the best ways, which means it's open and free and untamed. And there's so much of your life that has not been claimed or charted that you are able to do just you alone. And so dream big and dream boldly as 2021 is upon us. We only have one life and it's a life best served if we do so in the space of and my in the space of boldness and in the space of kindness to ourselves and compassion. So these are just a few tips. Take them or leave them. 
It's a shorter episode today, but I wanted to make sure that we talked about ways to plan for 2021. There will be more opportunities as, again, we do the vision board episode coming later on in this month. Look for it around the end of the month. As I said before, this month's exciting. There's a lot going on. We're going to have our first male guest in two weeks, a dating coach and a relationship coach, Harry. If you have questions on dating and relationships, please send your questions in. I have a few already, but I'd love more from you. Please send your questions in. To You can do it in two places. You can go on Instagram and at the at burnbright handle, send me a DM and asking me your question. You don't have to be identified if you don't want to be. If you do, gladly, I would love to shout out those of you who are listening. Other ways you can do it is you can send an email to burnbrightpodcast at gmail.com. I'm checking that email. If there's ever something you want to ask, feel free to do so. And I'm excited to have him on. He'll be the first male guest we've had on this podcast. But before we get there, we have Lynn Power coming up next week as she talks about being a CEO and her incredible journey from CEO to her own business, business owner, and what it's like to be a leader and to be a woman in the workforce and to be owning power and having a seat at the the table and how she's done that. We also have a fun conversation about how we're basically going to open up our own Charlie's Angel private investigation. And I think if that, if for no other reason alone, you should stick around next week to hear how we decide to do that. And as I said, we'll end the month talking about how, what's your vision for your life and for 2021. And we're going to have a guest on who specializes in vision boarding, talk about how to do that. So that's it for this week on the Burn Bright Podcast. I'm so excited to have you join me. As always, you can find me on Instagram at burnbrightpodcast, and you can find more information about self-care, mindfulness, and burnout prevention at the website, burnbrightpodcast.com. You can find this podcast on a host of platforms. We're on Apple and Google and Spotify, just to name a few. Please subscribe, and if you have Apple Podcasts, leave a review five stars gives me absolute life you have no idea how much joy i get from knowing if this podcast is meaningful to you let me know so if you subscribe to the show you'll catch every new episode as it drops each wednesday so until next week take care of yourself and take care of each other